0: This week on the Push for Legs podcast, we talk about earning your stripes as a coach. We have a little delve into plagiarism, and avocados have made a return to stupid things. Three, two, one. Stop copying me, Dan.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, dammy and me, Tomo. What's going on, man? Good mate. Um, I'm not copying you because you've got a
0: hat on indoors. Just no, because your hair looks a bit shit. Basically. Now, if that was a
1: re- if that was a valid excuse,
0: <laughs> I'd wear a hat all the time. In a big spot, Dan. Um, Dan's got a hat on as well. You, you can't see that. Uh, you don't. Uh, I'll, I, I'll I, don't have,
1: I don't have. I don't have the head that can, can wear a hat I'm just <laughs> one of those people it's that I've fair. tried wearing hats and I just can't wear them I can't pull it off I'm not cool enough whatever it is I just don't have the right look, um, well, the even, look- when I did, even when I had a bit of hair I didn't really pull it off either I just, just no way so
0: I've, I've seen you in a, in a hat and I've always laughed when we played cricket together and you yeah. do look like the kid who's just his mum's given him a hat to wear because it's sunny basically yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry so yourself I just, Dear. i just don't bother i just don't bother anymore um yeah, yeah, so yeah i mean and i'm pulling off the look right now i've got a colt's hat on backwards because i'm about to like you know catch the pokemon and an ewok shirt tom can i be brutally honest mate you look fucking dreadful <laughs> you've, got, you've got your sleeves
1: rolled up you're wearing no, a t-shirt that's hot. actually a tank top you've got your sleeves rolled up you've got your hat on back to front and you need to lose some weight as well (laughs)
0: but other than that I I was in Copenhagen um, over the weekend and uh, thanks to Patrick for giving we went and did the uh, tour thing that uh, he told us to go do which is cool Um, and yeah I drank the world I don't know if everybody was I I got a lot of comments when I came back to uh, third base coaching and they were like yep you look like you're eating everything in sight I was I was Mm. eating everything I I, uh, there was, oh, great story. Um, we went to that burger place I tagged you in. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I had like a burger, a, something called a big cheese, and then I had some like chicken, some chicken, not one, well, not chicken wins, like chicken. I thought they were like the McDonald's ones, like the chicken, whatever they're called, tenders, whatever. I think there's chicken tenders. Um, mm. and then I had a milkshake with that meal, um, like a normal milkshake. I think it was, it was called the American, basically peanut butter and, chocolate flakes and then uh, good. and then i had a on for my afters i had another milkshake um which was their special one and these milkshakes were quite big so hilarious that when we went up to pay um the woman because we had to tell you what we had as we were splitting it up and then i was like yeah the american milkshake and then this milkshake she was like uh you had two <laughs> i was like yeah and the burger and the chicken she was like and then <laughs> my buddy was like is that not normal she was like no, I've never seen that happen. I was like, "What are they doing? They're two milkshakes?" I, I reckon. I reckon what
1: happened there, Tom, is you were you were stood so close to the till that she couldn't see your gut. If you'd <laughs> stepped back a little bit, she would have just looked down and just gone, "Actually, I can see it's possible now. It's fine." Mm. Um, yeah, the poor woman probably couldn't see, but um, it's probably why you're drinking diet coke, Tom. So right now, Tom, has a- <laughs> I'm I'm on the dark side with the Pepsi Max because it's yeah. better than coke. It's not. Uh, so yeah, that's why you're on the diet coke, Tom, because you need to. Uh, you need to sort of get into that calorie deficit, mate. I'm a
0: solid 84 kilos, so about as heavy as you. All right. <laughs> <I win. laughs> All right. Uh, should we should we go into what we're talking about today? Yeah. Happen? So what we're going to dive into today, Tom? Um, Let's we go. We've got earning your stripes. Oh um, uh, yes. Talking about like PTing, coaching uh, as a general. I guess some people. I don't know especially because we have a lot of people who don't are not in the fitness industry as well Um, but also more moreover for the people who are in the fitness industry I I think it would be useful for anyone
1: who's who's connected in some way to the industry to hear about what we're going to talk about in terms of coaching as a career and as a skill and as a profession because yes there'll be people who are listening to it who are PTs who can take something from what we say but also people looking from the outside in will be able to hopefully acknowledge what we say and kind of Mm. understand why it's important to maybe pay a bit of a premium for what you're uh, what you're buying but also to be able to see experience and to see that in someone and understand the value in that experience um of someone's coaching career because in the last few weeks and months i've noticed a, a large trend in what we're going to talk about um and we just wanted to kind of go over our careers really and just like yeah we're fairly young but actually what we've done in that time frame and when we maybe started doing um coaching and, and honing our skills as it were because I think that's really really
0: important yep yeah. um, and then we to talk about um, I know I tagged Dan in it if anybody follows me on Facebook or is my friend uh, on Facebook uh, they probably would have seen me post about it um, was uh, Zoe Lee is a great coach um, one of the glute squad I believe of Brett Contreras um, so really good content but she put out a exceptional post um which I think it got shared across our industry by a lot of cool big names. Um, about plagiaristic work, which is, uh, to be honest, is not something that I've really thought about since uh, my kind of master's degree, um, so which I got reminded I did four years ago apparently. Um, unfortunately yeah. it, is, it is
1: rife in the industry. It is one of those things that Tom stop moving around. That's really annoying.
0: It's my... Uh, it's my I'm, I'm playing with the... Oh, this is Rakesh's and I hate that. I'm playing with the, uh, the That's, that's why I had to nip it. Nip it, it right. Right. Uh, Apologies, guys. But yeah, I was no, playing with the leg those, of the uh, microphone. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's one of those things that, unfortunately, is in, in our unregulated industry, it's unfortunately quite common. Um, and it's more common than, you'd, than you would think. Um, I know that I've seen past incidents of it with certain high profile coaches um having their email content just blatantly copied and sent out as emails like again um and and we'll talk about that a little bit as well and then stupid things on the internet tom is a good one this week it's a food related one um, um, of course it is it's, uh, it's it's been posted i think in the uh, pushable legs community group or on my facebook page i can't remember which one it is so if you don't if you're not in that group first of all join the group because it's really good um, and second of all if you are in the group you'll know what's coming basically um but we won't spoil it we'll we'll save it till the end and we'll give our views on the uh, hilarity of said video so tom coaching careers so uh, yeah when did you actually first start coaching and i mean at, at any level at anything in the whole world when did you first start coaching
0: um football swimming mm. Yeah. Um, would have been coaching as soon as I was like about 16 hmm. um, when I could have a job, basically. Uh, so I did swimming teaching um, when I was lifeguarding as well. So we did a bit of that. So I'm going to go 16, 17 years old, hmm. my first bit of coaching experience. And also I did athletic coaching because hmm. apparently if you're good at athletics, then you can coach it. horseshit um (laughs) (laughs) that's like i stepped on stage once so i can give out real plans but anyway Uh, uh, just because i was quick doesn't mean i knew how i was quick um i I had no fucking idea i was like just run just run why are you not running faster um yeah yeah, yeah, just drive drive harder um that's yeah that's about it how about you yeah yeah i mean i remember uh, in year 11
1: uh, school sort What of my fifteen, sixteen being earmarked yeah. to do uh, like leadership awards, like coaching awards. Um, going to prime, going to primary schools and coaching, coaching kids. And I don't know why I got earmarked for it. Maybe I was obviously had something that they saw within me that they wanted on. to get me coaching. You, you so a hat
0: on, you could tell people to wear hats. That's why. You're yeah, there. yeah.
1: That's why I had the cool, <laughs> the cool kid hat on. Um, is yeah, when I was like I said, fifteen, sixteen, coaching cricket, uh, football. To, to young kids and only the very basic level like literally the skills of throwing and catching like nothing techni- too technical like athletics Tom um, which is quite technical biomechanical but literally just trying to get kids to enjoy sport and play sport and then I went from 15 16 and every year of my life I've been coaching in some way shape or form since then um, yeah and when I was 18 I went and did my first ever internship at a football club and I was coaching you know sports science related stuff i was coaching what i almost what i do now um so yeah i've had 10 to 12 years experience of of coaching of the skill of coaching um and yeah there's been obviously a huge surge in Disclaimer: online.
0: i've not quite had that long it's, i'm a little bit younger than dan Mm. So Not I'm, that much younger than me no. you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm. I think I'm bordering on the nine to ten years.
1: Yeah, and because uh, I was the kid at uni who didn't have a life, didn't have any friends, didn't get invited to Ibiza, so I just worked for free during my summers. So <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, the cool kid. Um, yeah. So at the age of eighteen, I was thrust into a professional environment where I had to learn how to coach people. and I just was effectively watching a lot of the time how good coaches coach and. I learned a lot from the football coaches, how they delivered, how not to deliver, um, all these sorts of things that make a good coach a good coach. Um, And yes, you learn certain things in doing qualifications and university and stuff like that. But actually, coaching as a skill is hugely, in my opinion, based on experience. You just have to have the hours and you just have to put in the time to coach people. Um, And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because... There's obviously a huge surge in people now doing online coaching. Now, go, if you aren't aware of any of the intricacies of this, go back to listen to Tony Gentil's podcast we did. Um, and he'll touch on some of these things a little bit more in depth about assessments and coaching and stuff. But he said the same thing in that online coaching is infinitely harder than in-person coaching because you can't pick up on as many cues you can't be there all the time to check that they're doing things correctly uh, and you can't pick up how your message is being received um, and likewise how the message that someone sends you is being said Um, and you have to have the years of experience of coaching people face to face in person to be able to grasp that online in my opinion i'm not saying you need 10 years experience but what i'm saying is A lot of people that I see now coming into this industry do not have the time in the trenches. They do not coach people one to one in the gyms. They're not prepared to do it. They almost want the instant success and the money and the the Instagram following that comes with online coaching potentially. Um, Yet they've probably done probably probably
0: maybe 200 PT sessions in their life. Am I right, Tom? probably yeah to be honest um, I fall on the side of I think online coaching is harder than one-to-one hence why I still um, I'm going to go with 99% of my income is one-on-one education not one-on-one education group education and one-on-one PT I take a very very small batch of online clients and then that's it because I haven't got the systems in place I haven't got the time to do it um like dan has so i'd rather have basically deliver a a quality product in Mm. what i'm trying to do also don't charge as much as dan because i'm I'm not as good as him online and i say it's it's one of those as well where systems
1: so it's one of those where as well those systems and those things in place are constantly being refined to enhance the user experience to enhance our client experience and our client um Results really, so, at the end so, of the day.
0: For, so for instance, of that, like, um, so to give you an outline, I know like there's a couple of guys that have been with me ever since I've launched, which is, I think, it's pretty decent, um, over a year and a bit since I've been online coaching. And I know, um, yeah. like Bradders or VJ or the guys that listen, I only take on five clients so at a time, um, will know that I have probably changed my templates and my coaching bits about i'm gonna go with five to six times in 12 months because i've redone them re looked at stuff oh actually that doesn't quite work i i don't want that bit of information i'm not going to hand out this bit of information i don't need that bit or maybe they want a little bit more there maybe this will be easier to track but literally that's from a year Mm. and i've been coaching people online for just over a year and before that it was a lot easier because i would I didn't have to give people programs to do because yeah. I tracked everything for myself. Um, so even making the switch from one-to-one to online is a bit tricky because obviously there's an element of trust as well, um, I've always found. so, I, 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 But I still wouldn't have a clue how to do the systems and have a load of uh, spreadsheets and yeah. It's, stuff
1: it's, if I, I mean done the it's, one-to-one.
0: It's interesting as well because we have
1: probably about 8 <laughs> to nine different logs and spreadsheets that we can give to our clients yeah um, and it's my job when I first sit down with a client and consult with them and I assess where they're at and I assess their lifestyle their current level of knowledge um, their their level of confidence motivation their training age, Dictates how much of that information I think I need to give to them straight away. Because if I give them too much, they're going to look at it and go, this is crazy, this is stupid, I don't want to do all this. But if I start talking to, you know, Maureen down the road, who's 45 and wants to lose a little bit of weight and fit into a nice dress about reps to failure and, like, you know, 1RM, she's going to look at me and go, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I need to be able to connect with her on a certain level. Likewise, if I'm training someone for a photo shoot, I need to know a bit more about maybe how to structure their peak weeks or how to talk to them about refeed days and like the actual intricacies of when to do that. Um, and this is the thing that baffles me, is that how do these people, who have never really coached that many people, handle those situations? Because they're then gonna be in a position where they're gonna go with their client, oh I don't know, Like, bear with me while I change this around or while I work on this. Um, and the reason that we're able to charge what we charge is that we can pretty much guarantee you're gonna get results. Like. And that's because of our systems that are in place um, and everything like that. And it's very, very easy for someone who works online to go, "I only work with hardworking, dedicated clients." Well, yeah, no shit, mate. Everyone loves to work with those people because they'll do anything you say. That's not. That's not. That's (laughs) That's not the reality. (laughs) Yeah, and like when you've worked one to one with people who actually don't really want to be there they realise that they need to be a bit healthier they don't have the motivation, they don't want to lift heavy weights they just want to lose a little bit of weight and they want to do it in the easiest way possible and they do want shortcuts and they do want a pill to take that's easy to do how are you going to make that person better at what they do, how are you going to coach them online how are you going to coach them in a group situation online Um, it fascinates me, it really does because we've been through that individually, as a group, as a collective of coaches, and we have each other there every month, refining our practice, making sure we're all doing the right thing. We have maybe case studies on what's this client doing, like who bring up this client, let's all look at it. Who would do this? Who would do that? What would you suggest next? Just so that we're all making sure we're on top of our game, we're all learning and we're all making sure that we're providing the best practice possible because we don't get a huge amount of contact time with our clients. So when we do have contact with them, we have to make sure that they're buying into what we do and they understand the process in general and it also comes down to like how you coach your clients like i have a variety of clients and i speak to them all very different ways some of them i will challenge and shout at some of them i will be very nicey-nicey with some of them i have to change through the approaches um and that's only i've only got that from doing the one-to-one coaching from understanding how different people react to different things what time of the day that they're Checking in with me, for example, what time of the day they're ringing me, um, all these little things that you need to be able to pick up on, are uh, are really really important. I'm sure you've had it, Tom, where it's like you've got one to one client and you they walk in and you can tell by looking at their face,
0: you're like, this is not going to be a chat session. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Pretty much. I, yeah, I, have, had, I, have, like, I have shit day or whatever. <laughs> I have one guy which, uh, yeah, he's either the most talkative, jokey guy ever, or if I know business isn't going too well because basically just runs on like deals and doing this and working till midnight yep then that day is gonna be that session is gonna be toilet for me as well (laughs) yeah here's the exercises go fuck off um yeah and just sit there there's also some people that have also um so one of the trickiest things um i think online is coming across especially within my realms of I guess now, um, maybe when I first started, I wasn't so much, but now I'm heavily geared towards strength corrective exercise more than anything else, and I get referrals through that. Um, it's knowing people's pain thresholds and how they can manage exercise and how they can push themselves. In In one-to-one, it's far easier to tell because they're right in front of you. So for for an instance, I've got a... So I'm rehabbing... Um, what have we got... A lady back from two hips like surgeries so she's got two hip replacements a year apart but she's got an extremely low pain threshold um so basically anything she'll she'll want to pop a pill for so my my goal is to get, basically get off meds as much as possible which we've, we've done for like a month at a time which has been great but i i would i would hazard a guess that would be very hard to to even tell if somebody was to, for that kind of pain threshold they would probably not make as much progress as when you're programming it would be very hard to track the chances are for about i'm going to say if you took that person online even if you took them online for six months i don't think they would make any progress because you can't push them mm. you don't know how they're going to react and just through experience i'm going to say that's literally for experience you can you can be the best coach and have the best systems in the world and you, they're gonna be set out for you, but without knowing what that what a person can be like, is it's gonna be very tough. Because yeah, I can give Dan the most perfectly laid out program, but if I've never really known him or haven't coached him for a while or seen somebody one to one, I've I've got to be like, all right, fucking hell, I've got to push. <laughs> You've got to push yourself as hard as possible. Mm. When I say exertion, I mean dead. Like, that's different for every single person you take on, right? So, like you're saying, everybody wants the hardest working clients. I only work with these. Great. But still, within that scope, you're going to get random fucking people saying, I'm hardworking. Yeah. Bullshit. They're, they're yeah. So, it's just going to be very hard to see. I think that's what... It's, it's, it's one of those where, as well, like, we don't just take
1: on anyone. Like, we have a consultation with someone. And if they say things like, I'm on this medication, uh, I've, n- I've had this injury... the amount of times I've had a conversation with someone I go you know what you need to go and see a good personal trainer in your local area these people are the ones to look at or this is where you might go to find it or ask this person for their opinion um because actually you'd be better off you know seeing that person and the question I sometimes get as well is oh you know you're quite expensive you know our, our our most expensive package is like 150 quid a month say um I'm like okay well that's about 36 quid a week and I'm like that's fine I was like look if you think it's expensive 100% like I agree it's an expenditure that needs to be factored into your finances um I said so, but I tell you what it is cheaper than it's cheaper than going away spending 50 60 quid a month getting absolutely nowhere for a year and then coming to me a year later because you could save that initial bit of money um and a lot of our clients the amount of our clients who have had a coach previously before they come to us is staggering and there's a reason for that it's because they bought cheap thinking that they'll they'll be okay buy cheap buy cheap buy twice and my god does it apply to the fits industry um (laughs) and it it's one of it's one of those where it's people come to us because they've tried the meal plans that are cheaper they've tried other other coaching programs that haven't been as in-depth and they haven't probably been great coaches they maybe have had a good macro calculator and a good spreadsheet that they can drop calories on every week. Brilliant. Anyone can do that. Anyone can do that. That's easy. The skill is seeing the person, understanding where they're at, and being able to make the correct decision based on that information. Um, so, yeah, it's just that it was a little bit – It might. it's not really a rant, but it's a little bit um, close it to was the bone a rant. At the moment. <laughs> yeah, but it is a bit close to the bone for me at the moment because it is just a bit of a – just make sure that you're a very, very good coach before you start taking money off people, especially if you're doing it online. Um, That is the biggest thing for me. Uh, And if you feel you need more experience coaching and you don't feel happy or comfortable with some of your clients you've taken online, I would make sure that you get shit hot at one-to-one PT first. And likewise, just to lastly finish on this quickly, if you can't generate business and you can't generate leads and you don't have a thriving business one-to-one you will not get it online because it's the same thing it's like the same way of getting people on board um, and if you just go for the cheap 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 thing you're not going to get anywhere in my opinion that's just my opinion but um, I think you have to be realistic in how much time you're prepared to give to it uh, and and for me like, like I said 10 years in the industry and only now do i feel like i'm on top of online coaching and people like gary v like again he's a he's a, a marketing i guess entrepreneur expert guru whatever you want to call him he's come to light now and he's in his 40s whatever and he always says like he's been grinding for 20 years he's been doing the shit he's been eating shit doing shit for 20 years and only now has he got the big followings and everything and people are going to him at the age of 20 being like i want to be just like you I want to be just like you and he's like wait 20 years and it's kind of the same thing it's like people come to me now and go how do you get into online coaching i was like well it probably started when i was 16 to 18 and i just coached and i figured actually i quite enjoy this and i'm not too bad at it um that's why i am now where i am likewise with tom that's why he's where he is now and why he's you know uh, you know in charge of educating personal trainers at one of the largest clubs in london it's not it's not rocket science he's there because he's a good coach um, not because of his Instagram following, for example. Mate, my Instagram through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, run over, earn your stripes, get some good experience under your belt. Qualifications are obviously useful as well, but for me, I think you have to make sure that you've been there and done it with a lot of clients before you um, consider taking it online. But there we go.
0: There you go. We'll do it for free. Well, yeah, if
1: you do it for free as well, you do get the, um, get the, you do get the option of going, well, look, I'm not, charging. Sure. I'm not charging for it. You do mm-hmm. get the experience without a doubt, and that can be a good way of doing it. But, um, but again, you'll get someone on board with you for six months. that are not, not charging anything. They'll do well. They then start paying you. They expect more. They'll expect more because they're now paying you. You have to show them a little bit more. You have to give them a little bit more than what you have been giving. Um, and you mean more then like again, skin? Your coach-
0: more, more skin?
1: Yeah, you just get naked on camera, all that yeah, sort of stuff. It's always good. Yeah. that's that's, that's, um, that's half of your content yeah. isn't it? <laughs> just
0: you just
1: basically all of them. Mate. All <laughs> they want to do is just see just see me without top. God I mean, knows why. They must have some kind of like really fat skinny kid fetish. But you know whatever.
0: Fat skinny kid. You're fat skinny. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. I'm skinny fat. Fat skinny. Skinny fat. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's a way all around. All right, wonderful. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Zoe Lee. Zoe Lee. Zoe. Zoe?
1: I don't
0: know how you say it. Zoe? The question we'll, we'll, Yeah. We'll tag her in it and then we'll, uh, we'll ask her actually to. Zoe. Zoe? Zoe? fit. Do you know what anyway. we should do? Stop. It's going to come on the podcast. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Um, right, Zoe Lee put out an excellent post um, basically about plagiaristic content, which, which we actually talked pre pre show in our uh, note session a lively lively, uh, pre-show meeting, didn't we Dan? Um, Yeah. As always. Talking about Diet Coke and shit. Bad hair. Um, It was basically about plagiarism and when there was the last time we kind of talked about plagiarism as we were both saying was, uh, we we realise it does happen, but it's never really been that close to home, but the when we were going through both our degrees and masters, etc., we uh, there was a we used to get just like beaten like with a stick about plagiarism and plagiaristic mm. content and how so within evidence based and practitioners and anybody that's research it is just like the devil. It is you will be called out. You will be like put on a stick and be made a like example of it literally yeah, yeah even with so you mentioned turn it in before the show mm. which was the so if anybody doesn't know what turn it in is but basically any kind of uh work we did for the university or any research stuff um uh, we it would any be, essay mine was any essay yeah any essay was same same for me it got put through a, <clears throat> a thing called turn it in which would basically scan the whole of the document for plagiaristic content that are off the internet or any book or anything that's there and it would flag up so we were allowed about 10% I think was was the cut off point and then if you got above 10% you obviously had to go through and ruin your life and redo your piece um but some of it would be stupid that you you'd get plagiaristic content for not uh Mm Um, not putting well, the right reference in put, the right date on the yeah, reference reference referencing style uh, because right, every... if you'd have
1: put like if you'd have put smith 1977 and it was smith 1978 you'd have yeah. been dropped marks yeah, if yeah. you'd have put smith instead of smiths you'd have been <laughs> dropped even if the date was right you'd have been again docked, yeah, it's, even, it was like if like, like, most, if if when, like
0: referencing like, like uh, ways as well, like with the et stuff if it's like more than five like researchers and then dropping it after the first one, all that kind of stuff is really, really annoying. As the last mm. time we we probably saw it. But it doesn't it's just it was baffling. The thing it, is it
1: was like it was hammered into us. Like yeah. doing a science degree, it's just hammered into you every single year. Like the first module you do at uni, like it's the first week, I think. Um and it, it just baffles me that like we talk about evidence-based community, we talk about evidence-based practice, and there are people who are evidence-based practitioners, who claim to be, who are probably doing it. And the like cornerstone of science is making sure you don't plagiarize someone's work. Yeah. Um, and and that includes, like I said, copying any part of it without referencing it, or without giving credit where it's due.
0: Um and it's just like... Yeah, like, I don't understand. Give credit, man. Cause I just you, don't get you, when it. You, when I you give credit, guess what happens when people give me credit? I, I like them more. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'll look yeah, out you for them. You stick their... your thumb up and go, you're a nice um, guy. Like, Tell you I'm, what, I'm, mate. <laughs> I, really I, again, I end up I reading say, more of their stuff.
1: <laughs> let's say this happens, right? Again, it's one of those where if you're full as a coach... And you've got these people who are constantly crediting you with their stuff and that you can see that they're learning from you and you've got a client who lives near them and you're full you probably would go tell you who would be good to work with me is actually that guy he knows his stuff he follows me or whatever and you know be good to see you know you might get on with him straight away there you go you got yourself a client like just from crediting someone and being nice to them and and doing the right thing and like this this Sohee Lee she's had her content plagiarised word for word like in the document oh, in the, the post she wrote man.
0: absolutely mad this so, woman so you can go up and look at it I guess we can mention the name because Sohee's gone to absolute town on it Um person called Siobhan Bancroft um, yeah I'm sure she's she, I mean she's mutual friends of a lot of good people and whatever obviously the content of Sohee is is phenomenal it's great she's yeah I agree with Pretty much, nearly everything she says. So, um, but it was just one after the other, after the other. It was a long post, like on on Zoe's uh, website. But she
1: said she said as well. I think that the, even the spelling mistakes were copied. So it's not even like she's just typed it out and copied it. Typed it out. She's copy and pasted it. Like it's. I just. Oh my god! Like the amount, Like you think. Like one of the hardest things to do in this industry is come up with novel content that's interesting, that's engaging, that is useful, um, and it's like the bread and butter of your work um, of being creative and be and having a bit of personality, showing off your personality. Like my biggest thing with it was if I started doing that, I think people would notice because the way I write is ver- is a certain way, or the way I write and the way I communicate my points. People would get to know me and my personality and then they'd go actually that's not how he usually writes that looks a bit odd um and then if i had a reference at the end of it you go that's why but it's the way that someone can just completely take that from someone and go no this is my work i just think it is it's so embarrassing it it makes our whole industry a bit of a joke really like you how hard is it just to hit it's probably how hard is it just to hit retweet repost share (laughs) like it's still good content like the person's still gonna go oh you're the one that showed me that content like
0: thank you and then you're gonna get good credit from it it's great so I do it every now and again it's like this is cool share it out the thing is as well is it's such a small
1: industry you can ruin your reputation or connections with people or friendships in a second in a second you can ruin you potentially your career from making one bad decision, like this, this woman, like again, I, 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 don't know. I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. I've no. seen the mutual friends that we have, and I would suspect that she wouldn't be held in high regard anymore by those people because of what she's done. No. It's just, um, even like she, it's, it oh, it's also the systematic nature of it. It's not like one post or anything like that. It's the no, fact it's, that it's like ten or, 11, or things,
0: 12 posts just like taking it across literally word for word and then she might like if there was like uh, an infographic then she might change it slightly or just very nicely cut out um bits of it so it cuts out the logo yeah it cuts out the logo but so,
1: yeah the, the fitness professional that had it done before was um was a guy called Mike Samuels he used to be a coach he's now gone into copywriting i think yeah um literally writing for a living like that's his job now content yeah. creation he was having his emails directly copied by a guy in australia yeah, who yeah, was yeah. just churning them out as his own and apparently i've read i've read a couple of the articles that mike wrote and he said there were some stories that he put in the emails that were very hard for him to write personal battles he's had with food or whatever body image and this guy just completely ripped it off and just and he was like imagine how hard that must be to read like your own work written down your own story written down just taken by someone else and completely um copied for their own for their own gain arguably they're not you know not might not get anything out of it um their own financial gain or their own you know social media boosting it's Oh, my God, it it does make me very angry. Um, I'm sure, like I said, the post that Zoe Lee wrote, you can sense the anger in it, like 100% get it.
0: She literally says she was shaking with anger during, like, writing this post. And it's just, and then, obviously, like, she's awesome friends with uh, Brett Contreras, and he put a post up about it. So if anybody's, um, I think we've got it here, just in case you don't want to go look it up but Brett Contreras just so we give him credit um, <laughs> <laughs> let's cover our backs here Daniel um, let's go let's find it uh, bam. scrolling down sorry guys awkward silences all the way through Daniel. but again like even <laughs> like Soe <laughs> Lee
1: so- <laughs> Lee, right? so- Lee works out of Brett Contreras' gym like, she trains there we've seen videos of her training yep. she doesn't go around like I invented the hip thruster like <laughs> I did this like I train on it, but like it's Brett Contreras. It's like thanks to Brett for training me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's just yeah, it, it's hmm. the whole thing of just. It,
0: it's, so yeah, well, Brett wrote like we stumble upon our colleagues' work from time to time and think, damn it, that's brilliant. Uh, why didn't I think of that? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I know Tony General probably writes a post about that every single week. And like I said, when I, I said to him, he is the best for getting credit. He is exceptional yeah. at it. He, he, but everybody, because he's known as a nice guy in the industry now, he's just like everybody yeah. gets on with him. Um, apart from maybe like Tracy Anderson. Um, or Bosu but yeah if you want if you love a colleague's content in order to (laughs) to not be selfish is what you can do your options is one share the post repost it to your followers whilst uh, singing praises of the person pretty much yeah (laughs) quote the individual and tag them in the posts. like or favorite the post and pony up and praise it in the comments rephrase the content Mm so you could rephrase it, thank the individual inspiration, so just tag them in it, rephrase it, this is my take on it etc do nothing, move on, go about your day probably what Mm. probably the vast us do Um, rephrase it without giving credit at least you've gone to the effort of rephrasing but it'd be nice to give them a little shout out why you thought of it Um, or plagiarise the (laughs) and then claim as your own don't go for the last one just yeah, that's not advisable. Going for um, the last one. Yeah, I mean it is an option, but it's it's a surefire way of uh, just losing your friends or anything else. Enough shitting yeah, on Yeah, you just you just lose respect, it's and
1: it's a small industry and it catches up with you real
0: quick. Real, real quick, it'll <laughs> catch up with you. Um, Especially like the infographics oh. and stuff like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't dream <sighs> of like taking infographics off people. I think it's, it's one of those great like, that people like, I, create them. I'd be like, well, it would clearly be really weird if I started creating them straight away. And uh, like, by the way, guys, I'm really good at this now. <laughs> Just yeah, to like some of the yeah. graphs are great, and and I think they can you can
1: really put your own personal spin on them and your own personality on them and stuff. And I think yeah. that there is clearly a way that people are engaging with content now, especially on Instagram and Facebook. People's attention spans are getting shorter and stuff. But I mean, I even wrote a I wrote a blog not that long ago about. Um, Methods and principles of fat loss, and basically talked about how the principle of fat loss is calories in, calories out, but how the method you use to do that is you know, you can go low carb, low fat, intermittent fasting, blah 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 blah. blah. I wrote the blog, and at the bottom, I didn't have to, but at the bottom, I wrote um, this blog was inspired by a lecture on Mac Nutrition Uni um, this week, you know, it was week three or four, whatever it was, because if it hadn't have been for that lecture i would not have engaged my brain and thought i'm going to write a blog about this because actually it's really good information um and it's just like little things like that like for me you're either someone that gives credit or you or you're not um and i know that we're all very very big on um i know steves huge on it probably a bit too much actually um about giving credit to to other to us coaches for example for helping do something or for whatever um and i just think it's something that you should never really lose it's like, I don't sit here, for example, like, even with the podcast, right, like, anyone ever asks me, oh, how's the podcast going? I just honestly go, I just turn up, like, Tom does all the stuff. I don't really do anything. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and go, I know how to do a podcast. Like, I know how to make it big. Like, we don't know how to make it big because it's not. It's fucking tiny. There's, like, a few people that listen to it. Like, thanks, Mum, for listening again. <laughs> um, but, like, it's that whole thing of I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and claim I do. Like, go and speak to someone who does. Um and it's just, it's just a shambles, to be honest. And it kind of links into the first bit as well. I think it's people looking for a shortcut. It's people who are new to the industry, want to get a step up, want to get a step ahead. And they think that by taking a quick shortcut, no one will notice because they're not very big. People notice. And people notice it very, very quickly. And you ruin your reputation very, very quickly with those people. And it's just all the people that are at the top of the game. Alan Aragon, Tony Gentlecourt. Nick like all these people have been doing work for 20 years. They're not there overnight. They didn't just do their first qualification, and now overnight they're amazing. They have been doing this work consistently for many, many years. That's how you get ahead. That's what you do. You don't take shortcuts. Like If someone was coming to us now and going, oh, I want to lose two stone in a week, how can I do it? You can't do it. You can't do it. Like, the shortcut is go and get liposuction. That's a shortcut you can take. But then you you don't understand how you've done it. You don't understand why you've done it. Um, and you will probably end up back where you were potentially because you haven't changed any of the behaviors that are in there. It's similar. It's like if you just have a shortcut and you put out all these infographs, you just copy someone, you can't ever create them yourself. You'll just always copy them. You'll always go down that route and you'll never be original. Um, it's just weird. Like, put in the hard graph. Don't be afraid of fucking hard work. Do it. There will be times it's hard, there will be times you struggle, but you'll come out of the other side and you'll be a better coach and you'll be a better business person for it. Um, yeah, like that girl now, Like sh- her career arguably is in tatters because she was too fucking lazy to do the work herself. Simple as that. Simples. It is though. It's real simple. It is simple. Like, it takes time. It takes time to come up with these systems with logs, with spreadsheets, with databases. It takes time to do all that sort of stuff. It takes time to come up with Canva infographs. It takes time to come up with videos to edit them, to make them look good, presentable. For someone just to copy that content is really demoralizing and frustrating. And like Zoe Lee said, it makes you very, very angry um, because people copying it do not see the amount of hours and graft. And how many versions before that that you messed up on to get to that end product? That's the frustration. I
0: know. Just think Just I think know. about how many like pictures that Dan has to take as selfies of himself before the one he posts.
1: I hardly take any selfies, <laughs> to be honest. You do a lot it, of like, funny, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll tell you what, actually, with my update videos, and again, this is actually a great point. With my update videos that I send to clients, I actually don't do any retakes unless someone like walks in the room or something like that. Um, because again, as a coach, right, if I re, if I rehearse what I'm going to say, uh, it, it's not natural. It's not what I would normally say or what I think or all this sort of stuff. And actually, I do pride myself on the fact that I just do it in one take. What I say comes out and the way it comes out is how it, it's meant to come out. And I think that having urs and ums and, and silences is exactly what would happen in a one-to-one scenario. Um... So if you're if you're doing your first take and you're doing an update video to someone and you have to and you mess up your words or you say something wrong,
0: you're probably not cut out for coaching online. Like
1: it's pretty simple. I, I um, have and, I have
0: notes, Dan. Um, so I'm
1: Yeah, obviously through. yeah, you can you can have notes to write through. <laughs> like obviously like little prompts to help you go through like I do that of course, like, but I don't write out scripts of like, oh, say it in this tone, say it in this way. And like Um I'm not I again I'm not trying to come across as like I'm amazing at it. Like, I'm not. I'm really not. But I'm better than some people, certainly, um, who do it. And I like to think that my clients like the way I coach and they kind of do understand that this process they're going through, they're all getting results, they all feel good. Um, I've I've got pretty good client retention. Like, some clients have been with me for nearly two and a half, three years. So I can't be too bad. Um, And it's just that whole thing of it's such a facade. The online world can be such... Uh, facade and you can be whoever you want to be and that's both a good thing and a horrifically bad thing unfortunately
0: Wonderful, moving on Dan we're going to play a quick game inspired by by Mr. Tony G Uh, we're going to play My Favourites My favourite, My Favourites, just just to find out a little bit more about your co-host Daniel Meek Um, so, your favourites Uh, number one foam roll drill um probably glute mead or quad. Glute mead quad. Cool. Number yeah. two. Number one, mobility, flexibility, move without foam roll. Um I do like the sumo squat into hamstring stretch. Um
1: or the um Spider Man lunge and reaching up. Wonderful. It's one of those two. One of those two. Because they just stretch
0: everything. Reaching up. take notes on that reaching world's greatest stretch Well, yeah three your number one squat regression so back squat is going to be the most progressed movement in our Mm. continuum most favourite I love a I love a goblet squat for clients I just think they're amazing yep
1: so challenging still can be challenging
0: last one one exercise you can can't do without
1: one exercise I can't do without, probably lat pull down.
0: A lat pull down.
1: I do like a lat pull down. I love a good lat
0: squeeze. Yeah. What what uh, grip? Just normal grip. <laughs> Pronated for anybody. Uh... <laughs> for normal grip for anyone who's normal, like normal no. grip. Uh, like, yeah. I take a, I take people f- majority of the time into a supinated or neutral grip. Yeah, you would. I would, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I'm advanced enough to be able to feel my lats by getting it pronated. Captain Safe over here with Safe Shoulders. Yeah, Captain. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, Captain Wanna Keep My Triance. Clients? My Triance? My Clients training all the time.
1: Ah. I can't wait for the week that I'm in London and we can get all this content out to all these people that love this podcast. (laughs) By the way, the week beginning the 24th of July, I'm in London for the week. And me and Tom are just going to go crazy all week because Tom's going to cancel all his clients for me and he's going to be host to me for the whole week. And we're just going to go around destroying London, lots of Instagram stories, lots of Facebook live videos. Um, So, yeah,
0: make a note in your diary. Take a week off work. In fact, take a week off work. It's going to be that good. (laughs) All right. Next week. Thanks to Tony G for inspiring us to do that. Nicked it from him. Um, yeah, so Stupid Things. You put it in though, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, um, we, we, he's come on the podcast. He's fine. Um, yeah, Stupid Things, Daniel. Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. <laughs> Probably because it is. Stupid Things on the internet this week. Did you tag me <sighs> in it? I don't know who tagged me in it. Or you... I think I tagged you in it. No, I think. no, no. no, I think no. I no, sh- no we'll have to fucking give a shout out to f- Natural Fitness Food again, Henry Dunmore, because he tagged me in it. And then oh, I think you, you commented on it and also shared it um, and called me, like, some avocado king.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so avocado. so, so paint us paint, paint
0: a, uh, a a word picture, Daniel, what was going on. So, yeah, imagine, you know,
1: your favourite BLT sandwich. So you've got a nice, crispy, streaky bacon um, with a bit of lettuce, a nice succulent bit of tomato on. I'm not a fan of tomato, actually, but most people do like it. Um, And, of course, the best way way to make that sandwich healthier is to take the bread away and sandwich the bacon between, let me get this right, an avocado. Whole avocado cut in half, stone taken out. The whole filled with mayonnaise, full-fat mayonnaise. And then the bacon, lettuce, and tomato put between the avocado. That is a low carb BLT. Also known as a fuckload of calories.
0: <laughs> I couldn't believe, like, the posts on it, I left a comment. It was just, every single one was like, this is ridiculous. This, uh, like, but that would just be the most sloppy piece of mess. The, how could you hold it how do you hold it how you, it? How'd how'd you, you <laughs> I don't understand like you can't put it in and, you can't put it in like a a napkin or anything cuz the avocado just gets stuck to the napkin and you, then you will eat the napkin yeah. you can't hold but it in I your think- hand the other thing as well is that the bacon to avocado ratio must
1: be so horrific it's just like eating an avocado just take out the bacon and just eat the avocado like it's going to be it's going to taste shit either way (laughs) Um, but like I was looking at it and going right so the avocado is easily more calories than the bread easily yeah um and not only that but the amount of mayonnaise they put on this it was obscene it was literally stupid so if you use back bacon instead of streaky bacon, you save yourself some fat there, get more protein in. Two slices of bread. I, I just don't get what's wrong with a bacon sandwich. Like Just just leave it as it is. It's perfectly good.
0: Perfectly fine. Absolutely fine. You put some bloody ketchup on it or, I don't know, what you'd be, like brown. Get some brown sauce there. You're mm. northern. You'd probably put brown sauce on. I, I chop and change, but like yeah. they they also put sesame seeds on
1: top of the avocado to make it look like a bun. Yeah, like, they do.
0: I was like, like... <laughs> to "Make it a sesame seed avocado bun." Brilliant. Fucking that was idiots. the way I was like, yeah, "Stop! Don't, don't even try." It's not a bun. It's not the same texture. Not the same taste. Not the same calorie content. It's not. It's, just, it's not healthy. Like you know what that you know what that uh, bun like that sandwich was missing weirdly was fucking carbs I... bread yeah <laughs> <laughs> Get out of it. I, uh it was I just right I but think... you know what more
1: people are going to get fat uh and they're going to need <laughs> help So it's fine and, and they'll maybe, be like i don't know where i'm going wrong i'm eating avocado and blts i don't know what's going <laughs> wrong i'm eating so healthily."
0: we'll I mean, listen to this podcast and realize maybe wow. but we're saving uh well, getting people in better shape one avocado at a time mate we we'll take them down hopefully yeah. but then what was what was uh that got posted in the group today as, as we were recording this was the avocado one-calorie spray. Yeah. Yeah. one cow spray. yeah. One avocado. Cow, one cow avocado. I, don't know. I avocado. mean, again, I mean,
1: like, with that one cow spray stuff, like, they're just... They're just doing it in avocado oil just to make more money. Like, there's no benefit oh, yeah. of having, like, the amount of actual oil that's in those sprays. <laughs> that's Nothing. why it's low-calorie because there's yeah. no oil in it. Like, it's like... <laughs> think about it for a second. Like, in one gram of fat, there's nine calories... And you probably put nine sprays on there. There's not that much oil going into the pan. <laughs> like, I don't know what else mm-hmm. they put in them, but it's not oil that's not making it stick to the pan. Um, yeah, it's just... <laughs> I Don't get me wrong, I use them like in prep. I use them. Oh, yeah, 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 They're amazing. Uh, but I don't sit there pondering, do I go coconut
0: oil or avocado oil <laughs> or salt <laughs> oil? Because they all just taste the same. See, like I actually don't like the coconut oil. I think it smells weird. Well, I, I just
1: have a huge problem with coconut oil in general.
0: Yeah. And same now with avocado oil. i just a bit <laughs> like, oh my god. I didn't know it existed until uh, today, so why would it exist? Avocado oil, yeah.
1: Oh mate, if you go into like some shops, there's macadamia nut oil, walnut oil, you can get anything like sesame oil. I knew sesame um, oil. But that's quite nice, sesame oil. It's quite nice tasting. It I it always like reminds me of Chinese food.
0: Yeah, sesame seeds on like prawn toast and stuff, isn't there? Mm. But yeah, it's just I, mean, I just uh, whatever floats your boat, Hilarious, right? Absolutely hilarious. All right, we're 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 at the fifty-minute mark, Dan. So uh, sorry, guys. Sorry for rambling right right <laughs> on. We'll uh, we'll call it there. Um, we ain't got any news entering out. Oh, I did see a hilarious video of Dan and fucking Mike just ballsing up every kind of post. That was. Quite fun go look at that yeah you um, guys have never seen that video <laughs> we we, uh,
1: we had a we had a blast filming that. me and mike I, it was I good bet, fun yeah uh, that must take
0: yeah no the, big, the
1: only big news really tom is just that next week we are together for most of the week yeah uh well that's that's if you don't that's if you cancel some of your clients I, you I will otherwise to, I i'll will, never see you
0: i will have to work that's the anything um yeah, just it. do the mornings and the evenings I'll just see you like, like, mate, say, mate, mate, from lunch time about 3 o'clock I don't have to do the evenings that's that's fine I, I don't generally train people in the evening anyway don't like it hashtag every trainer <laughs> don't like it too dark too busy. too busy too busy we're alright oh that's um, right it's
1: too dark it's scooter on the way home isn't it yeah, yeah you get it, gets to, it
0: gets a bit dark yeah. and yeah, the gym's full of people I don't like, don't like it when the gym's full of people <laughs> 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 in it I don't like it <laughs> yeah annoying um all right uh thanks for listening guys uh go share rate that kind of stuff as we as you know we're immense at doing that so um if you like our content then share it absolutely fine um just tag down and it so he gets loads of messages feels like it's important Cool. All right. We'll, uh, we'll catch you. I do, I do
1: love a message. I do love anyone. Yeah, I love a message me as well. I, 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 I'm, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so like, boring. I have no friends. I have no life. Like, just send me a message. I'll say hi because I, I probably don't have anything else to do.
0: So We've had a few over the last couple of weeks just saying I like the podcast. It. I great. love it. It's good. Um, yeah. So watch out for next week. Um, we'll try and do some live podcast-ish. Or of some sort. We we've got to find you the details of this, otherwise it'll it probably come out late. To be honest. Um, all right. We'll <laughs> we will definitely catch you next week, guys. Catch you later.